This is the NT Filmmakers Podcast, Episode 3. This is the NT Filmmakers Podcast where we talk to filmmakers and creatives from the Northern Territory of Australia about their projects, their experiences and their challenges. And now, here's your host, Steve Archer. Welcome everyone to the NT Filmmakers Podcast. In this episode, we'll hear part one of an extended interview with Nathaniel Kelly and Thomas Medina about the process they took to create their first feature film, We're Family Now. We'll bring you along to opening night of the 2019 season at the Deck Chair Cinema, and we'll be talking to Sarah Price about Castaway, an exciting new casting agency for filmmakers and actors. And I'll be letting you know about two new grants that are now available from Screen Territory. And don't forget to stay tuned till the end of the episode for a terrific offer for NT filmmakers. So sit back and relax, I hope you enjoy the show. So in this session of the podcast, we're joined by Nathaniel Kelly and Thomas Medina, who are some local filmmakers. They've been working on short films, but they've very recently released their first feature film. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. This is very exciting. (laughs) So guys, I'll just get you to introduce yourselves separately so our listeners can pick up the subtle nuances of your voices. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My name is Nathaniel Kelly. I'm a filmmaker in the Northern Territory, and uh, but everyone calls me Nat, so I'll refer to myself as Nat <laughs> and uh, Tom. Oh, I'm Thomas Medina, sometimes referred to as Tom, which is a you know a, a nickname for Thomas, and and mine is the kind of deeper, more suave voice. Right, um, right, yeah. yeah. So, guys, um, uh, what, what I'd like to talk to you about is the presentation you gave at the NT Filmmakers Meetup a few weeks ago where you were talking about your 27 steps to making, making a feature film. Tell us all about it. 27 steps to making a feature film. Super easy, guide. You've just got to read the appendices and then, you know, it, that, that's the 200-page book. Um, no, but it's, very, it, it's a very interesting ride to making a film. Uh, well, how long did it take you to put together that 27 steps? 20, oh, the presentation. Yeah, the presentation. Oh, um, I actually did it the day we presented, but we don't tell anyone. No, no, genius no. comes in quick ways. That's exactly right. And that's actually something that you find that when you make something that long is that a lot of the time if you think about things for too long, the good ideas disappear. Mm. Okay, this is great. You've already, mm-hmm. We've already hit on Nathaniel Kelly's uh, approach to work. Yeah. Yep. I'm, um, I'm also very, very conscious that you know they, they say it's uh, you know 99% perspiration and 1% inspiration, and clearly at this time of year up here in Darwin, the, the perspiration one's just going to take over yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's probably more like 99.8%. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then that's I would say your working style is to not think too much. Yeah, sure, in a good way, right? To try not to think too much, oh, but then yeah. usually you fail. Because most artists do fail, and then you do think too much, and then you're worried about that. Yeah. So that would you agree with that? Look, I think that's pretty fair. I think yeah, the the only way we made a, sh- a feature film 
was by not thinking about it too much and not thinking about it as a feature as such, but treating it like uh, just another short film, um, like many of the other short films we've made over the years. Right, because you told me, the first time you told me about making a feature film was, I think, it was only two or three months before we started shooting, is that yeah. right? Yeah, so I kept it under wraps because yeah. I didn't know how long it would be and I was really afraid um, of how you would react. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the year previous, we both made 40-minute films. I made a 40-minute right. mockumentary and you made a 40-minute drama about, um, you know, uh, Dr. Maxwell taking over. <laughs> Look, the I don't know either. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so that project, that was called the Insanity Project. Yeah. Um, and we, we both made those in the same year. Mm-hmm. Together, they're the length of our first feature. Mm. Right. But yeah. I remember at the time how difficult that was at some, in some places. Most of the time it was still very easy running, but the biggest problem was, I think, uh, was getting everyone together on the same day and trying to get um, everything happening at the same time. Um, yes, and because we don't pay anyone, well, or we haven't oh, so yeah. far. Oh, yeah, we get to that. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> paid anyone. And, and I think our short films, some of those longer short films, had possibly bigger casts than the feature film. That's right. Mm. Well, or on par with, on par do you remember with Insanity, the Insanity Project cast management? It was around 2025. Great, because yeah. we're family now had um, something like half a dozen main actors but we had like 30 cast members all up. If you right. count like the police officers and the backpackers at the start of the film. and the, So, um, yeah, but I think you weave your characters into your stories better. I sort of use them and then I go, all right, you're written, you're written out of the film. You've served your, your role. You know. Fine, I'll take it. Yeah. And that's a good way of getting different mm. people. So it sounds like there's two different approaches going on there. One is the um, take them, use them, get them out of there, and the other is the keep them coming back, keep them coming back, move them through little bits here and there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think Tom and I have come to realise just how different our styles are from mm-hmm. each other. But I think that makes it more exciting, because uh, whenever we make a film together, we usually put our names together, because you know we're, we're both sort of very big parts of any film we make. But at the end of the day, it does boil down to, is this a Tom film or is this a Nat film? Mm. Um, yeah, we've, we've never found that we can like kind of lead the same project equally together. That's right. It's got to be someone. So someone there's, there's no Brangelina thing going on here. You're... <laughs> Not really. No. Brangelina can operate independently but still be in love, I suppose. That's sort of well, that's a Hollywood love story, isn't it? So that's maybe a whole separate thing to consider. Yeah. But no, Tom and I have very different work ethics and styles of filmmaking, mm. I think. And um, uh, there's just a lot of time, a lot of the time we work together, we just go, okay, if you if you think it'll work, I'll do what you say. <laughs> yeah. And um, so there's a lot of trust in that because you sort of realise that if the film doesn't work out, it's on your shoulder, uh, on your shoulders or on my shoulders if it's one of my films. But um, Right, yeah, with every decision, like, there's usually not a, definitive answer to creative decisions. Totally. And mm. so someone's just got to take responsibility and make a decision. Yeah. yeah. And Tom yeah. has directed scenes in my films too. Um, and usually I don't credit you for that. I just put you <laughs> as like assistant director or something. But <laughs> Usually I forget which ones I've directed. <laughs> I get to the edit and they go, that's Tom calling action. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I think um, in terms of creative direction, it's very often that for a project, it'll be 
Tom's project mm-hmm. and then Nat helps him do that or Nat's project and then Tom helps me do that. Has one of us ever written something that the other directed? That's no. a really good point because I don't think I've ever directed something I haven't written. Mm. I pro- oh, actually, I probably have. I know I've directed stuff that we've co-written. Mm-hmm. Tom and I co-write and yep. our most recent project was a, a web series that we also co-wrote with a friend of mine, Caitlin, who's... Uh, who I went to film school with. Ah. And um, so we all wrote that. But at the end of the day, Nat here did go through and change stuff so that I would be comfortable with directing it. But I think (laughs) Tom ended up directing some of those scenes as well. Yeah, some bits because you were acting in that as well. So I had to. Yeah. Um, Um, And because that happens, because we act in all of our own stuff as well. We tend to, yeah. Yeah. Do you find that overly challenging, taking the entire thing pretty much on to... Two sets of shoulders? No, well, Tom's a natural performer, so, mm-hmm. like, he's just uh, an absolute star to watch. <laughs> I mean, that's true, and I'll take it, but yeah. it is the worst. It is... Uh, and you know what's the... So, the worst things, and I don't know why I've done them so many times, is doing acting or sound and directing at the same time. Yeah, Every yeah. time I do it, immediately afterwards, I think, that is just impossible. That I've done it a lot of times, but because because you can't see what's going to the camera, so how can you direct very well? I don't really know how Kenneth Branagh and all that do it. That's right. Well, for our latest little web series thing, I had someone else shoot the project. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, Elijah, who I also went to film school with. <laughs> wow, and, name uh, dropping. Well, look at well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, name dropping all my friends. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh. It was an interesting thing having somebody else shoot my project because it was similar to um, directing work that wasn't my own. It was like, okay, this is the creative vision. This is as much as I can tell you, but from this point on, it's out of my hands. Mm. Whatever you choose to do with the vision, whatever you choose to do, like I'm not going to sit, you know, stand over your shoulder and go, yeah, that's a good shot, do that. And or, or like, oh, that's, no, nah, we've got to do that again. So there was a lot of trust I had to have in Elijah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that was an experience editing that stuff, that footage that I was in, but I wasn't familiar with the footage itself. That was a very weird experience, I think. Right. Can I ask you two questions? Go for it. When's that web series coming out? Oh, okay. So um, we're actually we've just had music done for it, which is awesome. Which is <laughs> this is uh, this is a, I just wanted a simple answer. Well, we're, I'm, I'm hoping. Easter. I'm not sure there's any such thing. <laughs> I've heard you guys speak before. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we just go back and forth. And- so we've just had music written, um, and we're we're basically done. But we're just hoping to. I'm hoping to tie off some of the loose ends and and looking towards an Easter release. Sure. Nice. And when did you shoot it? Yeah, look, that's not important. Okay, it was a that'll long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah. actually be just about perfect timing for the release of this episode. Oh, great! Oh, great. It's so, out yeah. now. <laughs> Film, our web series is out. You should check it uh, out. You hope it's out now, <laughs> don't you? It's about oh, it to is, be. It we'll about to be we'll, out, we'll yeah. put the link. We'll put the link at the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, you guys, um, I'm so jealous of how excited you guys must be right now. <laughs> okay, and my second question okay. <laughs> is like getting back to what we actually want to hear. Um, why, why did you want to make a feature film? Um, what were you dissatisfied with your short film work? Oh, it was just for the clout, just for the like, you know, just for that recognition and you know all that like really superficial stuff. Okay. And the honest <laughs> answer. Um, I don't know. I think um, I actually started th- that idea as a short film, and um, I wanted to do it as a short film. 
I pictured it as the opening scene to the castle. Mm-hmm. I went, I'd love to do something in Darwin suburbia where we follow a family. Uh, and then that quickly devolved into something quite dark, but it has its light moments, that film. It has like a, a you know, quite a redeeming ending and you've got quite a sweet through line, but, mm-hmm. um, but that's how it started. It just started as a short film mm-hmm. focusing on suburbia. So for those who haven't yet seen the film, yeah, it's yeah. called... The mm-hmm. film's called We're Family Now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's we are where. That's it. <laughs> yes. uh, not where is the family. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're family now. Uh, so yeah, W E apostrophe R E. We are family. Now. <laughs> Did you, when you came up with the title, were you worried you'd have to explain like that? Well, actually, well, no, because the the title was something that also evolved with time, mm. and uh, the title is just a, a line that's said a few times throughout the film. So I thought that would be a fitting title yeah. for the film. Mm. But we and actually people had, can watch it online. People can people can watch it on our on my YouTube channel. Mm. So that's um, if you just look up Nathaniel Kelly in YouTube, mm-hmm. it'll come up. Um, otherwise, it's youtube.com forward slash Nat Kelly Films. And it's all up there. You'll see some of Tom up there. You know, you can skip over that if you don't want to see any more of him. But mm. there's a few great things up there. And I'm sure by the time this podcast comes out, a few more great things up there, you know. Um, <laughs> so you've, you've, right. you've got more products, more, more features. Oh, well, just the, the web series. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And, yes. Uh, and we've. Um, I mean, I'm excited because there's always stuff happening, but I don't know, I don't know how much I should say. But well, <laughs> well, lately you've been, you know, so you you put out your feature film last year, that's right, and then lately this year you've started doing these very small videos, haven't you? Is, yeah. is that possibly like a reflex to the to the feature film and the web series you've been working on, just doing some quick little things? Yeah, it is, and. Don't know like how much I should delve into this, but it's also like um, pushing back against everything I learnt at film school as well. Mm. I think I learnt, I met some amazing people there, mm. but the entire experience of going to film school was like putting Glad wrap around a baby's head. It was really like suffocating creative. Wow. Okay. And, and, yep. um, All right. In some ways, like mm. I'm not. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. It's okay. Like um, I think it definitely works for some people. Film school, but and I definitely had my my great days there but for three years coming back I'm like where's all the where's all the juice gone where's the creative mm. juice mm. so I've, I've really been forcing myself yeah. to, to where, try things where, where were you? I've got nothing against film school I would just have loved to spend the last three years doing something else <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the making rather than the learning about the making oh absolutely mm. and we can take this down now and start talking about context and so yeah, or subgenres and all that other fun stuff, but that may be something for episode four. Also, <laughs> there's so much. You got to speak to this man for that sort of wacky stuff. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was part one of an extended interview with Nathaniel Kelly and Thomas Medina about their first feature film and their experiences with filmmaking in the NT. Join us again in episode four of the NT Filmmakers podcast for part two of this interview. To hear these two young creatives talking about how they manage their cast, their crew, and locations for their film projects. Hi there, I'm James. I'm the general manager of Deck Chess Cinema. Uh, welcome to the opening night of Deck Chess Cinema 2019. Really excited to have the cinema open against the public. Feels like a long, wet season. It's not rained very much, so we've been frustrated not being open. I'm really happy to be open with a great film and it's going to be a good night.
The Deck Chair Cinema is a unique outdoor cinema experience, where the stars can be seen both on the screen and in the clear, dry season sky above you. With around 250 deck chairs and 150 straight-back chairs, as well as an eating area, you can make an entire evening out of a visit to the Deck Chair Cinema. Dinner is available every night with a variety of caterers supplying their delicious creations on different nights, as well as a licensed bar. The Deck Chair Cinema operates seven days a week in the dry season and opens from 6pm, so there's plenty of time to relax with a meal and a drink, enjoying a tropical sunset before the movie begins at 7.30. And now let's hear from some of the patrons who came to enjoy opening night at the Deck Chair Cinema. So my name's Mackenzie, I'm just coming down to help uh, as a volunteer tonight, or opening night. Um, we came down as a busy bee on Saturday, getting the place already, it's looking beautiful, lots of care and maintenance, and it's looking ready for a killer season. So come on down and see what the Deck Chair Cinema has to offer. Okay, we, we like our Deck Chair. We missed in the wet season, we missed our Deck Chair, but what we have today is Honeyman food, it's always excellent, and I have a couple of light beer before and this is lovely lovely bring bring your visitor your friends here and, and have a nice movie hey g'day this is my fifth year in darwin and looking forward to the next 2019 season of open air cinema feels like an early try it's a very nice april evening and uh looking forward to the season ahead um hi everybody welcome to opening night um we always come back here because it's really, really great entertainment. So come back soon. Uh, look, it's just a fantastic place to come. Um, it's truly, you know, uh, signifies what the territory is all about. And I'm um, very excited to be here tonight for the opening night. So, yeah. Clearly you're uh, a regular having brought your own pillows. Yeah, well, we know enough about the um, about the pillow bin to bring our own, so yeah, no, hundred percent. But um, yeah, no, there's always there's always a pillow. It's always comfortable. Oh, I always take out my front row seat. Usually there's bean bags here, but tonight there isn't. I guess it's because of the weather. But yeah, I'll have a drink and I'll wait for some friends and have something to eat and and then enjoy the front row. I guess legs kicked up. <laughs> Sunset, yeah. <laughs> Hey everyone, today I'm joined by Sarah Price from Castaway, who's going to talk about this brand new initiative for, that's happening in the NT. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Steve. You're very welcome. Love it when we get guests onto the show. So, Castaway, it's <laughs> yeah. not a movie starring Tom Hanks. Tell me it what it's all about. It's not a movie starring Tom Hanks, no. Um, but it has got a, a whole field of, of stars, you know, on our books and on our rosters. Fantastic. Um, so basically, Castaway is uh, the Territory's first and currently only casting agency. Um, we literally have only just started. We haven't even had our official launch yet. Although um, that's coming up in it uh, is just coming a up week in, or so, isn't in it? In a couple of weeks, yeah. Mm -hmm. A few weeks. So... Um, yeah, and, and basically, uh, Castaway began um, out of my, my colleague and, and business partner, Tim Parrish, who's a, a well-known filmmaker around Darwin, um, because, you know, as, as a filmmaker, it, it's actually quite difficult for, for filmmakers to, to source um, good quality mm. cast, um, and often that process is done kind of on an ad hoc basis. Um, so having, you know, we're sort of setting up formal processes, setting up a database, 
um, and and looking to act really, you know, create some opportunities that perhaps weren't there before for, for actors and for talent. Mm. So what sort of range of people, obviously you're going to be looking at the, the actors, but um, beyond that, are you looking at having crew on your database as well? Yeah, we do. We uh, Well, one of the things about, you know, working in Darwin, as I'm sure most uh, people that work in the film industry would know, is that you kind of have to have, be across a, a, a jack of many trades, if mm. you will. So um, we often get asked when we're, we're doing what casting work, oh, by the way, can you help us find, you know, an, an art director? Or can you help us find a, you know, production runner? And so, yes, also a part of that, uh, which wasn't its core intention, mm. but mm. it just kind of has naturally evolved that, yes, that's a little side mm. factor. It so it almost well. becomes a, a one-stop shop for uh, not just a, a production company looking to do a, a commercial shoot, but potentially also for uh, our indie filmmakers as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think, you know, a lot of filmmakers kind of just pull together production based on who they know and, and what they know. But having, you know, an extra resource to tap into mm. for, for both talent and, and for crew um, can only make the quality of output of, of our, the stories that we tell. I, I, yeah, I, I, certainly from my own experience, it's very easy to go, well, rather than imposing yet again on my family or friends, I'll do the cinematography and I'll do the writing and I'll, yes. I'll do the lighting and I'll, I'll do and everything becomes, whereas this gives us the opportunity, I, I'm thinking, for um, people to, to do more of a, a shared talent uh, set up where they can actually tap into people with maybe more expertise. Yeah, correct. Mm. Um, and so it's really about having it in that organised kind of space. And I, mm. I think one of the, I believe one of the territory's greatest assets is our diversity. We yes. are probably one of the most diverse um, territories or states in the country. Um, we have the most diversity per, per head of population. So that's something that you know that we can really tap into and we can actually use as a, an asset i think mm. at, at a national level the film industry has come under criticism for not being terribly diverse mm. um and it's actually harder for us to be not diverse than it yes. is to actually be diverse yes we have the opposite problem yes we mm. almost have the opposite which is mm. not a problem i think no, it's one of our great strengths but yeah i take <laughs> the, the opposite scenario <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah so um and that's something that we can can really offer mm. um do you see this being sort of territory-wide with um, some of the, the filmmakers in places like, say, for example, Alice Springs being able to tap in as well? Look, potentially. Um, at the moment, most of what we've done has been locally Darwin-based. Mm -hmm. um, there's no reason to say that, yeah, if there was a call for, for work to be done in Alice. Mm. I, do, I do know Alice has their kind of own... They do have some some casting professionals down there, mm -hmm. um, and there's some fantastic you know work that's come out of out of you know that that region as well. Um, so they've done very well, but we'd yeah absolutely love to do mm. more work outside mm. of you know the down and the top end for sure. Yes, I, I know a few people, um, not so much in the filmmaking side of things, but I know a few people who live in Alice Springs, and they're very quick to tell me how much better it is than Darwin. So yes. I think there's a, a little. It's, <laughs> I, it's, I always think about the uh, the state of origin when I'm thinking about Darwin and, and Alice Springs. So then, right, right, we're, yes. we're good mates, but every but. now and then we'll say we're better than you. Yes, there's <laughs> a friendly rivalry. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah, exactly yeah. right. So you're planning to uh, do the official launch in the second half of April? Uh, yeah, about mid-April. Mid-April. Um, so looking to sort of bring um, the industry together, bring some of our talent together um, and bring some, and just let people know that, that we're 
open for business and, and you know, we're keen to, to help filmmakers. Fantastic. And for anybody stories. who's interested in getting their name on your books, you have a website for them to go to? Our website's in development. That's ah, how yes, new we are. Still coming. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. It's still to come, but we do have an email address, yep. um, which is uh, cooey at castawaynt.com.au. That's C-O-O. C-O-O-E Beautiful. at um, We also have a Facebook page, so oh, always monitor that. You can always Fantastic. reach us through that. Um, and that's also where a lot of our opportunities, we sort of publicise them as well through that. Excellent. And the Facebook page is Castaway Two Words? Uh, Castaway NT. Castaway yeah. NT. Yeah. It's exciting. Exciting yeah. times ahead, I think. Screen Territory has just announced the Northern Territory Enterprise Grant Fund as the latest initiative to build a healthy, competitive and self-sustaining screen industry. The new Northern Territory Enterprise Grant Fund provides support for NT screen industry businesses and practitioners by funding their development, the development of the screen content they produce and the NT industry. The fund has been designed to be a key step in fostering the development of businesses with the commercial strength, scale and connections to compete globally for private and non-NTG investment, for audience and for talent. In 2018-19, there will be two separate streams offered under this program, Business Enterprise and Generate Enterprise. The Business Enterprise stream is designed for companies wishing to build on an existing track record in creative screen production, or companies with demonstrated turnover from other screen production sources wishing to move into film, broadcast, or other screen story content production. Funding of up to $125,000 per year for two years will be provided for up to four companies with demonstrated potential for strong growth. The Generate Enterprise stream is aimed at the next generation of screen industry businesses, as well as smaller companies or established individual practitioners. Funding of up to $40,000 per year for two years will be provided for up to six companies or practitioners to support strategies designed to build capacity and sustainability. Details, conditions and steps for applying for the NT Enterprise Grant Fund can be found at www.screenterritory.nt.gov.au forward slash funding. Swamp Industries, who provide exceptional quality audio equipment and cables, are offering a 10% discount on their non-sale items for NT Filmmakers podcast listeners. The offer begins on the 1st of April and expires on the 30th of April 2019. To take advantage of this offer, enter the coupon code NTFILM10, that's capital N, capital T, capital F, I-L-M-10, at checkout. Their awesome audio gear can be found at www.swamp.net.au. The NT Filmmakers Podcast is proudly supported by The Hive, a creative co-working space for Darwin film and creative industry professionals to create, collaborate, focus and network with other filmmakers. The Hive is centrally located at One Pavonia Place, Nightcliff. For bookings and more information, email screenhub at undergrowthproductions.com. 
Thanks for joining us in this episode of the NT Filmmakers Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with the latest information and most informative interviews about all things filmmaking in the Northern Territory. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.untoldigitalmedia.com.au forward slash podcast. This has been an Untold Digital Media production, copyright 2019.